Back program. Yeah, so CNN was uh, talking about the great snowstorm of 2021. The one that has buried the Capitol. Buried it in like 20-some inches. And uh, that's a sign of global warming. Is it not so fast, Kimosabi? I don't think so. How could I say that? Because when I was 18 years old, I went on a job interview and they had 30 inches of snow and I was trapped in that city for three days. Oh, well, that must have been global cooling at the time. Uh Uh-huh. We'll give you the update in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. My Patriot Supply. Let's say global warming hits and all of a sudden you have something unexpected like snowstorms. Right? Okay, you got it. You're like, you're like, I didn't think that it was ever going to snow again. And because it never snows here. Well, they were they were they were also telling you it was never going to snow again. Snow would be extinct because of global warming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now you're at home and you got nothing. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got uh, duck sauce. That's all that you have left in your refrigerator. Who's laughing now, clown? Not me, because I've been prepared with my Patriot supply. Emergency food. Emergency food. It's not all zombies and government takeovers. It's for things like, uh, I don't know, a snowstorm. I urge you to check out my Patriot Supply. Their food uh, stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. So you're never going to have to go country, uh, uh, hungry or stand you know, in government food lines. You are prepared. Secure a four-week, three-month, or even a one-year emergency food kit. They provide 2,000 calories a day. It's all fun and games until some snowman takes your eye out with a carrot nose. I don't even know what that means. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Go there now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Wish I would have had that when I was 18 years old. Must have been 1983, I think. And I went for an interview in Washington, D.C. And uh, my plane arrived like at one o'clock in the morning. And it was the last plane to land because I don't remember what they even called it. It was some big superstorm. The end of the world superstorm, I think, is what they called it then. We're all going to die. Here comes the polar cap going to land on top of the Capitol. Should have known. Cap. Capital sounds alike. Um, and uh, they had a ton of snow. I don't even know. Look it up. Would you, Stu? Yeah, no, I, I've already been doing that. Because <laughs> usually when you tell these stories, you're just butchering the details. So I have to try to ch- check you as you talk about it to see if you're actually telling the truth. Um, you are my media matters. <laughs> you're on my, uh, Basically, yeah, that's yeah, my okay. job. All right, okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, there was a big, uh, the megapolitan blizzard of february 10th megapolitan blizzard that's what they call it at least that's what uh, washington post is calling it february 10th through 12th 1983 uh a lot of snow glenn a lot of snow how much because i remember it closing everything down it it was it was over two feet i think it was like 30 inches or so 
Let's see. I would say Northern Maryland. German and Germantown and Frederick, Maryland, both received 30 inches of snow. Western Loudoun County, Virginia, up to 38 inches of snow. Braddock Heights, west of Frederick, Maryland, received 34.9 inches. Global warming. Global warming. I I don't know why that would prove global warming. That that part of your story is not checking out. Yeah, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought for sure, because this one proves global warming. To the nut jobs up in uh, Times Square in New York. 1983, they were probably still embracing global cooling. Yeah, they, they were. probably hadn't switched yet. They were. So, yeah, they were going to say yeah. this was, that would have fit that narrative. Yeah. I don't know how they're squeezing this one in. <laughs> Well, it's, it's like, climate oh, change. It's more moisture. And they, this, they, they keep coming yeah. back to the same three or four things. Yeah. But again, we've seen them go to the well over and over again saying that global warming would eliminate snow. Yeah, people, the kids would grow up their entire lives. Well, they were wrong about that, but they're not about this. Oh, okay. They're not about catastrophic climate change because science is always right until science itself so, says that it was previously wrong. wrong. Exactly so, right. In effect, science and then is always them. right. Mm-hmm. Here's here here is the here's the latest on this snowstorm. And a lot of people say, "Gee." This does not look like global warming. How does climate change fit into this? Well, what you just talked about is exactly what happened. Uh, Mm. Three of the 10 driest winters happened in the last 20 years, right? So we're not getting as much uh, winter. We're getting mild winters. But when the storms come, it's like your bladder. Six of the 10 biggest in history have happened in the last 20 years. Before the movie, and And we have records here that go back. 150 years. So if you do the math, and you we should be getting a, a storm like right this every 15 years. We're getting and a much drink some more soda frequently and you have as the no oceans place to warm up. All that warm ocean the movie, energy, meeting like the cold air coming down from the Arctic. In bam! The, you get all that bam, atmospheric bam. energy, which creates get that energy, and like it's just this. all tinkling there, and it's a stream. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's what's happening right there. Yep, yep. That's what that was. Yep. Uh, it's fascinating that they just keep going down this road. You know, I, I don't, I, they just are so committed to it. And it's like anything that occurs is always explained by global warming. You know, we used to do these lists of. Well, it's an emergency now, you know. Yeah. It's an it's, it's yeah. a, it's a cataclysmic emergency at all times. Mm-hmm. And every single thing that occurs goes back to this. It's the same way they talk about race, right? Every single incident goes back to racism like there's now a thing this is real no. <laughs> there's now a thing that what that the bernie sanders meme of him and mittens you know bundled oh, yeah. up yeah, yeah yeah is white privilege mm-hmm. that shows white privilege and there's people talking about this as if it's legitimate every single thing how, shows how does that white show privilege. white white privilege because you can be grumpy and <laughs> grumpy and have very expensive mittens at right. an elitist ceremony that's what white people do now, wait a minute. The vice president of the United States who's on stage is not white. How oh, is that on show stage. White? On stage. Yes. Dancing. No. Did you make her dance? No. Oh, you make me sick. We you talked about the people. example yesterday where Ben and Jerry's is now pissed off because apparently cops are. I don't know. Believe me, I don't know if any of this is true, but supposedly cops are arresting and fining black people more often than white people when it comes to social distancing requirements. Uh, but like, isn't the reverse true? If you didn't like black people, Jack. you would want to enforce. You would want to enforce. Jack, Beijing Jack from Twitter. Jack from Twitter. Please censor this guy. Please, for the love of Pete, <laughs> he's denying global climate change. Jack from Twitter. Um. Oops. Wait a minute. 
I didn't mean to still be on the bullhorn. <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me let me set you straight here. Mm-hmm. Please do. Mr. Ignorant knuckle dragging white guy. Mm-hmm. Gina McCarthy. The National Climate Advisor. You don't get that job just because you're in a certain group. The National Climate uh, um, Advisor for President Biden said now that climate change, a priority for this administration, is also a racial justice issue. She said that the issue exacerbates the challenges in the communities that have been left behind. It goes to the very same communities that pollution has held back in the, quote, cancer alley of Louisiana. You should not move onto that street. I mean, we need real estate agents I trust.com to remind you not to buy a house on Cancer Alley. Yeah, well, I used to <laughs> I used to bowl there. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the oh. Cancer Alleys. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, it mm. was not uh, it was for bad bowlers. Bad bowlers. I mean, is it better than Hepatitis Street? Sure. <laughs> Uh, but but you know, but not it. by much. Not Cancer Alley. Syphilis there Boulevard is a-, is a place you could go. <laughs> Chlamydia Court is. is. <laughs> you know what? There is a really yeah. nice restaurant, just a, like a little boutique restaurant on Cancer Alley. Though. Oh, really? Yeah, is it's it nice? really, it's really that nice. Sounds nice. If you just get in and get out real fast, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just have a little skin cancer, <laughs> right? You know, but mm-hmm. nothing serious. No. Oh. Don't go twice though. No repeat customers. Anyway, mm-hmm. she says it goes back to the very same community. Uh, climate justice is about equal rights. The poorest and most vulnerable communities, the ones that have not been invested in, tend to feel the effects of climate crisis more than the affluent areas. For example, Cancer Alley. (laughs) A home to chemical plants and dangerous air pollution, as well as minority and poor communities. Well, yes, generally speaking, you don't find the nicest houses around the nuclear power plant. You know, somebody Pat Pat was was going uh, on a train with me the first time up and down the Eastern Corridor, and he, <laughs> he said, "Have you noticed? I mean, some of these cities are beautiful, but the train goes through the worst sections of town. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because people move away from the choo-choo train. Right. Um, That's." <laughs> That is, that's definitely what happens. People don't want to be there, which is why these train projects are such a disaster, right? They try to put these train projects, they're like, well, we got to build high speed. How about light rail, uh, high speed rail? We're going to put build them. And where do they build them? Well, no one wants them going anywhere near them. So it goes to areas where people aren't, which is not build a good a high place speed for- train over by the giant windmills that nobody, there's lots of land there. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. Put that over by Scabies Avenue. And that, uh, <laughs> people will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let me tell you about our the commercial sponsor this half hour. It's Goldline. Goldline is offering 6% promotional medals <laughs> delivered directly to you with a qualifying retirement account purchase. Also, Goldline's special on graded Liberty Coins is back. Uh, I collect the Liberty Coins, and it is a collection. It's not a storage of money. It's a, This is a collect. I am a collector. Mm. Uh, these are collectible coins. Oh. Um, the graded Liberty Coins back, one of my favorites, 
It's certified by an independent grading agency for weight and purity and condition. Goldline currently has a special where you'll receive 20 Walking Liberty half dollar silver coins for free with every box purchase. That's one for one. This is an extremely limited special and not one you should overlook. Call Goldline today at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. They're standing by to take your call at goldline.com at 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh. Stew, 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 stew. Do you see that uh, Elon Musk wants to go to the moon? Or wants to go to Mars, you know that. He says they're on track, uh, might even push it up a bit. But uh, he's looking for the people now that want to go to, you know, want to go to Mars. And I've never really been one for Mars, you know, at this time of year. Really? Yeah. Too cold? Uh, Too fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But uh, I'm feeling a little fat and bloated on this planet. And I'll be lighter. (laughs) Best way to lose 50 pounds. Take your scale to Mars. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So uh, that That's, and that, that is, a, I don't know if it's a fast way. It takes quite a bit of time to get there. So I'm not sure that it would be a quick way. You know, if you lose weight quickly, you put it right back on, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm going to take my time losing, <laughs> losing weight. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, um, uh, the idea of going to Mars has always been fun, but then you're like, you could die. You'd be away from your family for a long time. These cats probably are not coming back. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, once you've seen Mars, it's like the Grand Canyon. Yep. Seen it. Now what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the view's cool. And once. then you're fertilizing potatoes with your own excrement. Yes. And you're like, and ah. that's not. Yeah. You know, I've seen it and it's beautiful. It really it probably is, beautiful. is a great view. But once you live there for a while, you're like, ah, all of it is like this. All of it. There's no place. There's there's no Cancun on Mars. Where are you going? Hey, I'm going to take a vacation. Where? Outside? To I the, don't think so. To the other red flat place. Right. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. And you're not just going to go out and just like, I'm just, you know what? We're just going out for a hike and pitching a tent. No, you're not. No, you're not. No. You're going to be here in this little teeny air box. And uh, congratulations. I know at this point you have either had sex with all of them and or you now hate all of them. But congratulations for the rest of your life. You're in this crap hole with a bunch of red dirt outside. Yeah. You need an odd combination of being very adventurous and also very depressed by life on this planet. I'm there. Are you? Well, yeah, I'm not very adventurous. Well, I am kind of adventurous. Not like, hey, let's go to Mars this weekend. But like, hey, let's go to Paris this weekend. You know, that I could do. Mars <laughs> is a little bit of a stretch. Right. But uh, uh, but depressed on what's this going on? Yeah. And I think, you know, a good Skype call to the kids once in a while. I think it'd be okay. Check in. Yeah, you just uh, check You're not in. saying you're never going to see them again. You'll just only see them on a screen. Hey, how's school going? <laughs> I can't do it. Hey, uh, it's break it turn it off <laughs> i think that's fine yeah that's it's more parenting than they need 
the kids really need a lot of you know well not as much as they need but as much as they'll allow you to do at a certain point you know what i mean it does hit that point yeah it's that point to where (sighs) i might have to choke you to death to get you to do it uh and so that would be kind of bad because you'd be dead and so you wouldn't learn the lesson but on the other hand you'd be dead i actually saw a documentary where the dad was always strangling the kid uh, called the simpsons and the kid yeah. lives through all of it all of it so you should be fine on that front. and he's a great kid you know he turns out to be a great kid. a great kid uh you had made a someone was talking about the secession of of uh of like conservatives should just secede we should have our own country and you said no i'm for secession i don't want them to secede yeah right yeah well why, why don't you just send your kids to mars whoa i mean that way you get to still go to like waffle house you know 12 to 15 times per week and then they also won't and i wouldn't care as much about the country if i knew my kids and all my grandkids would all be on mars right when you believe your children you know children are the future but you know the cities are going to be burning to the ground every two days i can ride this baby out happily i'll just be like hey whatever burn it to the ground yeah i'll move to another place unless it's cold then maybe i'll move there it'll be nice and warm by the fires of the target and the auto zone <laughs> warm yourself. that's the best thing about minneapolis mm-hmm. you know sure it's cold <laughs> but you have the warmth of the town burning down all around you to kind of give you that cozy kind of right you know round the campfire kind of feeling exactly right I mean, I will say, I, I was in Minnesota, I guess, three years ago now. Mm. Uh, and it's changed. Yeah. <laughs> it was changed. really cold. I would yeah. assume that problem's gone away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. yeah. I remember it being, like, frigid to the point as, as if I wondered, why would someone choose to build a civilization here? <laughs> Yes. Like, that's the feeling. I have you been have. there at that time of yeah. year. Yeah. And you're like, well, I've noticed what they've done here with the city is they've connected all the buildings like a with giant bridges. habit trail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, one of those hamster yeah. cages. Yeah. And you are walking back and forth between the buildings. What they've essentially done is converted the city into a mall. Right. Where you're everywhere you yes. go, you just walk inside, yes. which yes. is fine, except for the fact <laughs> that you. There are places, there's lots of open room in like Texas right. where you could build a civilization in which you don't have to do such things. I, I, I thought of that. Yeah. I, I don't know why they haven't thought of that. I don't I don't know. You know, and they all say, oh, no, I've lived here my whole life. Okay. All right. So you've had a lot of time to think. <laughs> you've had a lot of time to think. That's not working as a point in your favor. Yeah. Okay. So you've used all this time. Why are you here? Oh, the summers are great. Yeah but, yeah, but the summer's 18 minutes long. <laughs> I know. The, the summer is it comes and goes. Yeah. It's riddled with mosquitoes. And uh, then you're right back to 14 feet of snow. Again, how much time do you need to think this through? You've spent most of your life doing this? That's not a good idea. No, and, and at least the residents there seem to be able to take it like they're tough enough to be able to take it. They've been there for a long time. I was there when there was, you know, lots of tourists and stuff there, oh, and right. every one of them looks like Jack Nicholson from The Shining at yeah. the end. Like, they're just outside with right. that look on their Dragging face. in the axe. No, yeah. I'm saying, like, the frozen one at the very end, oh, yeah. where he's just outside, <laughs> and there's no facial expressions mm. because he's literally frozen to death. That is basically... And, oh, spoiler alert on The Shining. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this is... <laughs> It doesn't work out for the kids and the, and the dad. It actually, yeah. The, huh, I thought that book was going to really turn into something good. Yeah. yeah no, it was on no. its way.
way. It's a lot of typing, and right, a lot right, of similar right, lines. Right. Not, not a great read, huh. uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that that is. It's almost. You walk into things, right? Like people get born in a city that they don't like and they stay there their whole lives because that's where they were born. Right. Uh, that happened to a bunch of cities in the north. They, right. they, they pop them up there thinking like, I don't know. Is there a better place to live? I'm not sure. We don't have air conditioning yet, so I don't want to live down there. Well, you should have known we were going to come up with air conditioning because yeah. now the South and is much better. And now you have no excuse. It's been a long time <laughs> yes. since we've had air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, for because I hear this all the time. Uh well, I live there because, you know, my folks, they're there now and we can't, we don't want to move away from my folks. Your parents, <laughs> your parents sucked. They had their whole life to figure it out. And mm-hmm. they were probably like, yeah, well, my folks are here. And so, right. you know, after they die, we might move. And then they just live there. And then they had children there. And that's you now. And you're an adult. <laughs> and now you're saying the same thing they said. Get out of the city. To be to be fair, it is hard to sell your house on Gonorrhea Terrace. So I think <laughs> it, it is. could be it is. part but of the reason. Again, mm-hmm. it's just on the edge of that beautiful orange glow in the sky <laughs> that you get from the fires at night. So that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. All right. Back in just a second with more. We'll try to come up with something that is meaningful. Nah. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So let's say that you're in Minnesota and you buy a grill, an outdoor grill. (laughs) 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 Oh, you can use it that one afternoon. It's wonderful. Unless you have a Rectech, because Rectech will let you do everything from the inside. You still have to go outside for a fraction of a second, open it up, and then just Put the meat or whatever you're cooking and close it and then run back in. But you can start it. You can monitor it. You can do everything from an app on your phone. Now, it, you know, it probably clash with the igloo if that's where you live, um, you know, because it, it's very modern, high tech. You do have to plug it in. Where do you put an outlet? Are they six feet away? Are they required to be six feet away in an igloo? Because you really sure. have to plan that well. Otherwise, one would be four feet from another because once you complete that circle you better be very good mm-hmm. anyway I, look i don't know what's up to code in your house i just know that Rectech is fantastic check them out if you're looking to buy uh something to grill your food on there's nothing better than rectek.com and go to blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn 30 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv now for a limited time If you've missed any of the program, make sure you get it and download it on podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Or if you're a member of blazetv.com slash Glenn, you can uh, listen to it at your leisure. Uh, But the first hour, I answered two questions that are the most frequently asked question of me. Where is the next Lincoln? Where's the next Washington? And okay, what do we do now? And I laid it all out for you and gave you some not an easy answer, but a, a pretty simple answer. And you can hear that in hour number one of today's podcast available wherever you get your podcast or at Blaze TV. I want to go back and take a serious look at what we were talking about with Elon Musk and his plans to get humans on Mars by 2026. Think of all of the things that we can do right now. 
think of all the things that are, I mean, medicine is, I mean, just totally different. My, my daughter had brain surgery uh, this last week. And just a couple of years ago, they were cutting the full skull cap off, um, you know, and getting their hands in there. And now it, it, it was just a little teeny hole and they stick lasers in there and they do all of the work all around the brain, which just through this little hole. I mean, it's amazing. The Elon Musk probes. Have you heard about the what does he call those things? The probes that he's putting in brains. He's just put them in a monkey. And he said it's one happy monkey. He can now play video games just by using his brain. He just thinks about this video game and it turns on and it starts doing what he's thinking. I mean, holy cow. That's so bizarre. Here we are sitting sitting here thinking about, uh, you know, we, we need a lesbian as a sheriff. <laughs> what? <laughs> Elon Musk, man, I don't care. Where is he from? Are you saying we don't need a lesbian as a sheriff? What are you saying? We can have one. Sure. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a goal for me. You know, it's not like my town's got to be the first to have a lesbian sheriff. I don't really care if she happens to dig chicks and she's a good sheriff. I'm cool. That's fine. I'm totally cool. Um, But we're I mean, look at how the the administration is staffing everything oh yeah everything is being staffed like seattle it's the first this and the first that and yeah. the first this and the first, it's like all right like are you picking the best people like right. i it doesn't seem like you're picking the best people it seems like you're just picking people that that crossed you know these boxes off it's like i, I is elon Musk, i always think he's german but he's like south, south african, african right, right? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, same germany South Africa? Yeah, you got it. You know what I'm saying. Not very exactly. Um, I don't really care where he's from. I, I, I'd i choose him as a leader. I, I would disagree with a lot of his policies. But at least he's the like the only guy that doesn't seem totally corrupt with this crazy, let's make everybody do exactly what I say kind of mentality. You know, he believes in global warming. That's why he's building a stupid spaceship to Mars. He believes in global warming. He also believes in the singularity. And he's like, you don't want to be around for that one. That's why he's pushing so hard for 2025 or 2026. But if you look at what, I mean, we are so distracted right now. We don't even see the miracles in our own lives. I mean, I, 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 I'm fortunate. I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who have said that COVID has been the worst thing and the best thing that has happened to them in a long time. It's horrible because of X, Y, and Z, but boy, has it really made me X, Y, Z. And it's like that with everything that when, when you are meant to learn something, you're being stretched, you're being pushed against the wall and you can either bitch and complain i'm sorry am i just doing myself am i doing therapy on (laughs) myself for for my kids you either conquer it you either face it and conquer it or you're going to repeat it the rest of your life until you do and here's a guy who is i mean remember what three years ago that guy's crazy and he's gonna be broke really Richest man in the world. Richest man in the world now. Mm -hmm. Oh, he'll never be able to get those rockets off the ground. 
He did. And they land themselves. Isn't that weird? Listen to what he said uh, yesterday. He now has five and a half years to get his massive starship spacecraft off the ground. It has a 160 foot rocket still at the prototype stage uh, going into its second altitude test soon. It takes six months to get to Mars. But Musk says we'll be operating. We'll have that down to as little as a month with flights operating every two years to Mars. So they'll be changing people in and out. Think about that for a second. Would you do that? Yes. A two year flight for you spend, let's say, a month or two on Mars. Check it out. No, it takes six months to get to the planet. Oh, six months. And every two years, years they're they're doing it. So a six-month flight, spend a couple months there, come back on a six-month flight. You doing that? Let's just say it's safe. Let's take the the safety questions out. Yeah, you're actually, I mean, maybe I worded this poorly. You take six months to get there. Yeah. You work there for two years. You take a flight back two years later, six months. That's three years of your life. Okay, let's, that's, I mean, I'm not working for two years on mars but let's just say it's a visit let's say just take out take out what you're doing there for a second it's a six-month flight to go to mars you are you taking that as a tourist yeah i would you take a six-month flight you go out there if i could go for two years you're back come back yeah even for two years of work you'd go out there and do that oh yeah oh my gosh that's too much think of how annoying it would be think i mean it's cool for the first week then you've got five months and three weeks of flight before you arrive. And think then of the it's reading two years of desolate nothing. Think of the amount of time you're like, did I turn the iron off? I mean, that would be oh, a problem. And Matt, you, this would be typical. Like if you didn't download the songs on Spotify yeah, you'd have, and you're you'd trying have to stream them. And don't worry. Got all my books and everything downloaded. Oh, you get no. there and it's got the little cloud and the arrow and you're like, no. oh, crap. Like, so no netflix didn't approve like the streaming of your show on the right. download when you're when you're on the flight and they have to like you have to check in with the internet to make sure it's a is a licensed copy and all you need I'm is sure that one he's second have internet on that thing though. he probably he should have internet on that he said the first colony now this is where i don't want to go he says the first colony will be a tiny dangerous frontier-like environment Nope. Well, I mean, that would make sense, though. They have to build. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not going I, on that flight. No. No, that's a hard no. no for me. Nope. I don't want to even go visit Little House on the Prairie. Right. The TV set. Right. <laughs> Let alone actually go do that. No. No. Like, what I want, mm-hmm. here's what I'm picturing. Six-month flight to, like, a Four Seasons, right, where they have all the amenities, great food, all that stuff, and you got the Mars views, which are nice. Mm-hmm. You're there for a few weeks, six-month flight back. You doing that? Yeah. I'm not doing that. That's still, that flight's going to be That would be too short. I'd be like, I just got, it feels yeah, like right. I just got here. You'd have to spend how long some time. You, how long do you have to be on Mars to justify two six-month flights? I think you have to be there for a year. Yeah. I think you have to be there for a year. And it's nice because you get all four seasons every day. Like every, what is it, 36 hours or 21 hours it's very hot during the day and then very cold at night. So you get summer and winter mm. every day. I also, so, by the way, would need the flight to be on like, you know, the, the Empire ship from the beginning of Star Wars. Like it needs to have like a gym and not that I'm going to use that, but a pool. You know, <laughs> I a, want a, a food court in case right. I'm going to use it. I'm not. No. But in case I think, you know what? I'm going to work out. I'm just going to go walk around the machines mm-hmm. and think. 
maybe I should get on that one. How does that one work? Yeah. And then leave. Mm -hmm. So I do. I'm with you on that one. It would have to be a serious flight. It would have to have that. So listen to what has to be done. Um, They first have to. uh, Let me see if I have this. The first. uh, The first people up into space. The first step for uh, them to get to Mars is they have to send a bunch of people to the moon. Now, listen to this. You got to make a starship fly to orbit and back repeatedly. So that's what they're doing now. They have to start getting that rocket so it could go up and down, up and down into orbit and use it. He said, you need a fully and rapidly reusable rocket. It needs to be like aircraft where the cost of flight is really just the fuel. You can't just be throwing rockets away. You also need an orbital refueling where you send a ship to orbit and then send another to transfer propellant. He said you also have to have large, fully reusable rocket with orbital refueling and high efficiency, low cost propellant. Okay, that's not happening. I mean, we just closed the XL pipeline. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's that's going to jack the price of fuel up for to go to Mars. But think of that. So he's saying that you have to have a rocket that you'll go take off and then you just orbit as another rocket comes up, puts more fuel into yours. Then you go to the moon. Then you land there or you whatever, and they come up and they give you more fuel, a lot more fuel, so you can go to Mars. Who's giving you fuel to come back? Uh I mean, that's the trick. Yeah, that's uh, there's the trick. no it's return like, flight. We got to have to use a little more fuel than we thought to get there. Mm, no, no, no. I say we turn around now. And no. I feel like Elon, I don't, I don't put it past Elon Musk to book a bunch of people to fly out to Mars. And then when they get there, tell them, yeah, by the way, there's no flight back. Sorry. I don't put it past. Well, I think those people, I, though, if you're in that first, you know, oh, yeah, you're fine with it. You know, mom, pa, kettle kind of thing. You're I never plan on coming back anyway. Yeah you're, yeah. you're probably like, yeah, I'm fine. Probably fine with dying. I was hoping we'd die here. Right. You know, I don't want to go back. That's probably the kind of person you have. They wouldn't mind coming back, but meh. I assume it'll be all leftists, too, that will go on these flights because they're the ones that are always saying, like, you know, we paved paradise and we put up a parking lot. And then, like, there'll be no parking lots there. You'll just have paradise. See how much you like it. See how awesome it is when all you have is a bunch of we red dust. We should take a bunch of them and just give them a spacesuit and a little bit of oxygen and say, go play outside. Yeah, good luck. And then just close the hatch. And when they're like, we're out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to come into the little paved place where there's a where there's a grocery store? Yeah. Here? I th- no, no, just no stay play. out there. <laughs> I know. There's no chain stores out there. There's no urban sprawl for you to worry about. <laughs> It's it just, is kind of a food desert and a bit of an air desert, but oh well. Oh well. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Margaret lives in Pennsylvania. She was uh, in pretty serious bind for a number of years. She suffered from pain in her feet that was so bad she could barely walk at all. A lot of the time, she found herself finding ways to avoid walking. The pain was so bad. When she heard about Relief Factor, she was skeptical. She, she had tried everything and nothing really had worked. But she didn't have anything to lose. She wanted to walk again, so she gave it a try. Well, same old story. After a few weeks of taking Relief Factor, her pain began to go away. These days, Margaret's walking again. Walking like a champ. She's pain-free thanks to Relief Factor. Now, Margaret got her life back using Relief Factor. So could you. 
Just give it a try. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It, you'll, you'll know within the first three weeks if it's really going to do anything for you. It's Relief Factor. Not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works for them. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for only $19.95. That's relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Holy cow. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're just talking about this um, this stupid controversy over the Nazi dressed monkey. <laughs> I think everyone should just oh the Nazi dressed monkey controversy. Yeah. Of course, obviously understand. That, that is they somebody in this in this circus dressed a monkey up as a Nazi and then its trainer came out dressed as a Soviet. Uh, you know, in the Soviet military uniform and had the Nazi monkey on the leash. Now, believe it or not, this is a controversy because people are saying that the the monkey shouldn't have been wearing Nazi. You're glorifying mm. you're glorifying the Nazis by making him a monkey on a leash right. held by the. This is clear. This is a Russian circus in Russia. And it's clear they lost. How many people did they lose in the battle with Germany in World War Two? The, the total in World War Two, Russia, Soviet Union at the time lost sixteen point eight million. We lost six hundred thousand. A lot of those, most of those, were on the Russian front with the Germans. They 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 lost sixteen million people. Yeah, Fifteen percent of the entire population of the country. That's were crazy. Killed. Yeah, I'm it, like there. If you I let him dress a monkey up as a Nazi and carry him on a leash. <laughs> If you're going to do people who don't like Nazis ranked, number one is probably Jews. Yes. Number two is Russians. Like they, the yes. Russians really like we have a lot of problems in this world, but Russians not being anti-Nazi enough is not one of them. <laughs> it's not, That's no. not an issue. That is somebody looking for a problem. Yes. You know, they're online. I mean, what are you looking for? Monkey Nazi wear? What do you, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the, the Russians are not too pro-Nazi. <laughs> right? They might act like Nazis a yeah. lot, but they do not like yeah. the actual Nazis. Yeah, yeah. They had a little not. bit of a kerfuffle yeah. uh, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. uh, you may remember. 16, I don't know, million uh, lost yeah. their lives in that little uh, skirmish. By the way, not the highest percentage of a population it lost in the war. The, the U.S., uh, so um, 16.8 million in, in Russia, which was about 15% of their population. Ukraine lost about 17%. Poland, about 18%. And Belarus, over 25% of their population. Wow. If I knew lost. where Belarus was, I would. <laughs> Who lost the most? People, number of people. Russia? Uh, China, 20 million uh, during the conflict. They China. They were... F- so a lot of people, man. They, they just have fi- a lot of people. They were fighting the Japanese. Mm. That was not a. That That's was a not a pretty part island. Of the war. A big. I mean, they have. You know, you would mm. just think there was. That was brutal, though. You've talked oh, about that before. Ja- I mean, it was. Oh, the Japanese I, were people made the Germans look like rookies. Rightfully so. Obviously, people focus on the Holocaust and for that for that brutality and what the Nazis did. But the, the Chinese Japanese thing was really ugly too. That oh, yeah. was really bad. No, the Japanese are. I mean, we don't. We never studied. You never heard about the Japanese. In World War II, but they were brutal and vicious. I mean, they make, really, they make Mangala and the experiments they did, like, you know, like you're taking your kids to the pediatrician. Mm. Just bad, monstrous stuff, monstrous stuff on both sides. I mean, Germany and Japan. This is the Glenn Beck Program.